Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Ryan Newman. All right. We are previewing UCF's 2021 season today. Uh, but first, if you like college football, be sure to subscribe because this is just the second episode of our 50-plus episode series previewing the 2021 season over the next couple months. Uh, so, yeah, you'll want to be subscribed. Question two in our series here is, will Gus Malzahn have success in year one at UCF? And we'll give our definitive answers later in the episode. But first, Ryan, what was yes. your just general reaction to the hire of, of Gus Malzahn? Yeah, I remember, we I remember kind of going over this when it happened, but I thought it was a good hire, uh, a really good hire for uh, a, for a group of five team to get a coach that went 39 and 27 uh, in SEC play, playing in the SEC West, the harder division. Um, yeah. He never had a losing season there. He recruited well. Um, I think you have to be really happy if you're a, a, a UCF fan. So a proven coach that's going to have a lot of experience to work with uh, in UCFs with all the production they have coming back. I, I mean, it's about as good as you could imagine, I would think, for UCF. I agree. I, I really like the hire. I think he's going to recruit a lot better than Josh Heupel did. It's oh, already yeah. kind of proving that a little bit on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal. So that's a good yeah. thing. My only question is that the offenses that you are at uh, Auburn towards the end yeah. of his tenure were not good. So, and that's kind of what UCF has built, uh, you know, their program on as of late is really explosive offenses. So we'll see if, if he's able to, you know, he's being gift wrapped. I mean, we'll talk about it here, but yeah, let's, <laughs> the offense let's be right pretty good. It, yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got a, a, a great thing to walk into. Amazing yep. situation. Uh, he's got Dylan Gabriel, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, even with Marlon Williams gone, yeah. uh, their top receiver, they've still got good skill talent. Jalen Robinson is probably going to have over a thousand yards receiving this year. They've added some skill talent, uh, from the power five at running back and receiver. So, uh, some yeah. transfers will help. O-line brings back all five starters. There's no reason they shouldn't be great on offense. Yeah. No, and, and it's just, um, yeah, that the, all the transfers you, you mentioned, I mean, those guys should have big impacts. They're not just bringing in those guys like, you know, the, the, these guys that saw some, some significant playing time at their previous school. So, uh, I don't know. I think with the way, I think Gus Malzahn's going to get a little, little bit of rejuvenation here on offense. Mm-hmm. I think he got a little, like you mentioned, got a little stale there, uh, at Auburn. You know, Bo Nix was a, got, kind of got a little limited and things just weren't clicking for him for whatever reason. Uh, but I think it's just going to see a little bit of a boom pop here for Gus Malzahn because this offense has got everything you need to have to be really, really good. Yep. Okay. What about, uh, other side of the ball? What about the defense? Okay. That struggled last year for, for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we're not so happy. Uh, yeah. but I mean, it, it should be better. Uh, they, they got dealt a tough hand last year. They had some COVID sit outs. Um, yeah. you know, so that, that was definitely a, a big blow. Um, they do lose a few key guys in the secondary. Richie Grant, uh, in particular, who was, uh, had a great career there, uh, at UCF. Um, but I think whatever necessarily they do lose in the secondary, I think they're going to more than make up for it with what they have coming back and are gaining in the front seven. Um, uh, Khalil Davis, he opted to sit out last year. He's a defensive lineman. He's good. He's coming back, so he'll come back strong this year. Um, it's going to be a huge uh, kind of bonus up front for them. Then they get a big transfer coming with Gus Malzahn from Auburn, Big Cat Bryant. Uh, that's a huge pickup. He was a high caliber player even in the sec so 
Uh, that was a ma- major, major pickup. And then they get another huge pickup along the defensive front with uh, Ricky Barber Jr., freshman All-American from Western Kentucky. So, I mean, they, they, there's a lot to work with. Uh, it's just if the secondary can kind of hold things together, I think their front seven will be all right. I think they'll be able to generate some pressure. Um, they were pretty low as far as yards per play, 93rd, but uh, I think they'll pretty make yeah. a pretty big jump. Maybe I don't see why they couldn't jump to like a top 50 or so uh, type of defense. It's a pretty decent jump, but... Yeah. I think they'll improve quite a bit. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that's the big question. I think they could be better than people think, but yeah, yeah certainly not going to be a, a good defense. But they do get 11 of their top 14 players in terms of snaps back. Um, and like you mentioned, Kalia Davis. But yeah, that's secondary. Their pass defense was pretty bad last year. Yeah. And past the, the secondary is going to be young. There's there's some talent there. Um, they, that's why they, I think they, like Big Cat Bryant and Ricky Barber Jr., those guys will get after mm-hmm. the quarterback probably better than they've had. So should help out that secondary yeah that could be and they got Jaden francois who sat out last who? year after trans- who? Yeah, after transferring from our favorite team nebraska but uh yeah. you know he's a talented player all right let's uh let's get to the schedule yep. um so non-conference they have it's kind of interesting they've got two gimmies but then they've also got two really tough ones they got boise state at home and that's to start the year and they have at louisville in week three so Gus better have the team ready early or else they're at risk of, of starting out one and two. Yeah. Uh, but I think most likely non-conference, you're looking at three, three and one, hopefully four and oh, but that, that would be tough. Yep. Um, and then on the schedule, they've also got Cincinnati on the road this year in the middle of the season. So, um, that, that'll be obviously the kind of the game of the year in, in the AAC, at least as it stands right now. Yeah. So that, and they get, they also play at SMU, but, uh, yeah, it's, the schedule is manageable. I mean, I like their non-conference setup. It's going to be, I'm really looking forward to that Boise game. I think that'll be, you know, on a, it's a Thursday night game, uh, ESPN. That'll be a fun one to watch. So, and then their game at Louisville will be sweet to watch. So, uh, there's, there's, uh, it's, it sets up pretty well for them. If, if, like, hey, this isn't, it's not un, like, unrealistic to think that UCF could make a pretty darn big run. Like, they, no. they you know, like maybe even, Hey, what if they go undefeated? It's possible. They they have hey. they got quite the weapons on offense. So yeah, mm-hmm. and they were six and four last year. But I think I mean they lost three really close games, uh, if I mm-hmm. remember right. So they weren't I don't think quite as bad as that that record might indicate. No, I, I think they're going to be a better team this year. So okay, well uh, let's answer the question then. Will Gus Malzahn have success in year one at UCF? Yes, uh, I do think he'll have success because <laughs> okay. he's set up so well with the, 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 all, all the other players that he does have. And the other thing that he has, I do like his staff around him. I think he has a good offensive coordinator in G.J. Kinney and Travis Williams as on the defensive side. I think he's done a pretty good job, especially at uh, at Auburn. They had really good defenses there. It wasn't because of that side of the ball where they kind of struggled a little bit. So I like the staff. I like the the fact that they actually have have it's not a covid year so they actually get an off season together they actually get to work out the offense and defense kinks and get the system down a little bit here and i just think dylan gabriel will be able to carry them a little bit uh you know they, they're gonna be able to put up 50 points in games where their defense gives up 40 you know it's mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll be able to pull some of those those games out yeah I, I think their success this year might depend on on that defense is is it able to take a step forward there's a lot of new pieces of course new coordinator so I don't know. I, I don't know if, you know, just how good that, that defense will be, but 
the offense is, is guaranteed to be good. I, I think it'll be a success. I'm going to give an answer of yes here, I guess, just because I think that over under nine and a half is fair. I think, I think either way, if you go nine and three, ten and two, I think you can talk yourself into that being a successful season. That might sound like a cop out here, but I think it's going to be paired with a really good recruiting class in, in year one for, for Gus. And if you're UCF, sure, it'd be great to go undefeated this year or, or win the AAC, but really, I'm kind of gearing up. I'm sort of looking ahead. I want Gus Malzahn to lay the foundation for when in two to three years, when that playoff is 12 teams, I want to be set up to be, you know, one of the, you know, one or two best G5 teams. And I think there's a chance Gus Malzahn can, can lay that foundation this year. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, it depends on if, you know, if they go nine and three, it might depend on some of the, the losses. Like Lee said last year, there's three losses they had for early in the year, or at least during, I think they lost four total games, but those, Three that the, the they lost their bowl game to BYU by like a ton, yeah. But the the three other games they lost by like one score. They're super close, so they you know a few plays here and there they were almost top of the top of their conference. So um, yeah, but I I think they're set up for success now and in the future. All right, well, thanks for watching and listening to this episode of the College Football Bros. We will be back tomorrow answering the question. Will Coastal Carolina repeat as Sunbelt champs? So we'll see you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, Follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab and go. Every day giftable. Everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.